uh, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm Arnie Joe, and this is Dane. Hello. This is a movie podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic. Those topics include fucking franchises, directors, actors. What else, Dane? What are, what other kind of topics can we do? Uh, I always Joe ask you this Pesci question. would be a topic. Uh, Robert De Niro, uh, best and worst of Robert De Niro. Um, <laughs> um, scenery. We can do um, war films, which is what I'm going to actually suggest. Uh, oh. Best and worst of World War Two. <laughs> Movies, because uh, can you stop making that joke? Because <laughs> yeah, the joke where it's just that. I'm gonna give you a lot of things to do so that you you message me through the week and go, you're a real piece of shit, you know that. And you really want to cause me pain, and I, I don't appreciate it. Hey, anyway, most of the time I choose just a category made up of two films. No, so. usually you pick a category where you think you know what the fucking results are going to be and you're always <laughs> fucking wrong. You're all, you've never been right once. No. Um, yeah. So, yeah, to, to do the math, what I do is I uh, do a average of a bunch of critical a- aggregates. So that's uh, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, Metacritic... Uh, audience and um, and critic scores. I mix them all together with the box office, the budget, average it all out, then bingo, bango, bongo. Dane's your uncle, and you have the best and worst. What was our topic this week, Dane, and what movies did we watch? Uh, the best and the worst of the Halloween franchise. Um, kind of. A part... Yeah. Okay, so the thing is with Halloween, uh, I need to just say this now, that it, it has one of the most confusing, messy continuity on the planet. There are so many different lines of continuity. It's not... It's not funny. Um, so you've got the original run, which is uh, Halloween 1, 2, 4, 5, 6... Then you've got a another line, which is Halloween H2 on, uh, uh, what is it? Resurrection, which followed directly after two. You've got Halloween 3 that stands on its own. You've got Rob Zombie's Halloweens. You've got the new Halloween. It's a big fucking mess. So, okay, so which ones did you throw in your big so movie machine? So what I decided to do, well, what I picked was the best and worst of the original run. So that's before they started rebooting, retconning. So that that includes Halloween 1, Halloween 2. You skip Halloween 3 because it has nothing to do with the continuity. Um, Halloween 4 is included, 5 and 6. Okay, so let's call it the best and worst of the original Michael Myers continuity Halloween. Yes. Yeah, that's right. so convoluted, but yeah. <laughs> it's a convoluted series, of yeah. which I have now seen three. I'm pretty sure I've seen Halloween Resurrection. I saw it when I was um, a teenager because Buster Rhymes was in it. Halloween Resurrection is a guilty pleasure of mine. It is a good, bad movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But so, other than that, these are the first two that yeah. I've really seen. Really sat so, down to watch the, the, the bloody masterpiece that is Halloween. So we watched Halloween 1 and we watched Halloween 6 or Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to the math, it was very quickly obvious that uh, the original Halloween was the best. It's yeah. got 
amazing audience and critic reception. And to push it over the line, uh, the box office and budget ratio is insane. This movie was made for, I think, around $550,000 and grossed uh, millions of dollars. So comparably, all of the other ones, I think, are considered cult horror films or like sleeper hits or something like they, they didn't really make much money. Um, but of course the horror fanatics fucking love them because horror fanatics love fucking everything unless it's boring or something. Um, so yeah. Uh, do you want to, Oh, and Oh yeah. And the curse of fucking Michael Myers is like, it killed the franchise for a while. Um, it has, I think 10% on Metacritic. I think it grossed around six, $7 million, something very small, 4.8 on IMDb. It's, it is not well received. So yeah, very, very obvious. That was the, the worst one. Do you want to give a description of these two movies? Yeah. So Halloween is about, um, some dang psycho goes back to his hometown after being locked up in a mental in prison um because he's just a crazy killing machine and he's going back to the scene of the crime his first murder that he committed when he was like five or something um and so now he's stalking the town uh, and killing again on halloween night <laughs> And uh, Halloween 6 is pretty much the same, uh, except it's got supernatural rune mythology thrown in. Yeah? I have to say, right, so I love the original Halloween. Mm -hmm. That plot description sucked. Oh, what? No, that was really bad. That was not good. That's it. What do you mean he's like a killing machine? He kills his sister when he was a kid and then has spent his entire life in no, a mental hospital. Killing, I don't mean I don't I don't mean like um efficient or kills a lot. I mean he's like that's the that's the only thing he's made for. Right. You know what I okay. mean? It's like how a lawnmower is a grass cutting machine, but you get a lawnmower that only cut one lawn and then you put it in the shed for fifteen years and then it comes out to mow again. It's still a lawn mower, you know, he's yeah. still a killing machine. He just, he's just, you know, he hasn't really gotten done, done much, but that's implied by the, the psychologist guy slash yeah. detective. Dr. Um, Loomis. Yeah. That this dude, the only thing he wants to do is stab people. Yeah, what was it? I spent the first five years trying to get through, and then I spent the next ten trying to keep him locked up. Yeah, I think is one of the lines in the film. Um, yeah, and and to be honest, your description of the curse of Michael Myers uh, is is fine. It's just Michael Myers, but magic now for some fucking reason. Uh, yeah. I, you probably need clarification. There is no magic in any of the movies except for that one. Yeah. Uh, they I just assumed. introduce that for no fucking reason because at the, all. Yeah, the way they drop it in, it it really feels like this is the first time we're seeing anything like this because and Paul Rudd is sitting at his computer, his big ass computer, and being like, "And this is where I discovered 
that shit is supernatural. And then we spend like 10 minutes looking at Paul Rudd's computer screen. Oh, fuck. <laughs> where he talks about runes. <laughs> it, and I, I, so I've actually seen every uh, Halloween movie except for, I, I'd never seen three, which I watched just as a little fun experience because it's a non-continuity. And mm. I actually hadn't seen The Curse of Michael Myers because I heard it was depressing. Like right. the other ones, there are re- like four and five are bad, but they're mm. at least like, I guess if we compare it to uh, Friday the 13th, the movie's still... You know how like the you know how Friday the Thirteenth like have a have a um, pattern that they follow, like uh, for we we're talking about it for the most part it's the same thing counselors and then he comes and impales them. Yeah. So for the most part they follow that pattern, and if you like that pattern, you're generally going to like the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like the original one for the more reptile brain elements, you're going to like even the bad ones. But yeah. The Curse of Michael Myers doesn't even follow that. It, it it deviates completely from that as well. So I think that's an explanation why it's so fucking unwell received. What did you think of uh, both movies as a whole? Um... Uh, I found Halloween, uh, very boring. Really? Yeah. Cause, Interesting. um, yeah, I hadn't seen it and also I'm not a horror fan. So please nobody come and stalk me like Michael Myers in my town. I know I where you live by the way. Because I don't like the movie. Um, but yeah, I felt like unlike, um, you know, yeah. Keep in mind, I'm not a horror guy film guy i never watch any movies like this because they just don't interest me so um yeah recently watching all like the friday the 13th the nightmare on elm street and now halloween all for the first time um nightmare on elm street um that shit to me um doesn't like that stands the test of time Mm -hmm. um whereas this for me didn't it felt incredibly dated and then anything that i did like about the film had to be retroactively approved in my head so it was a lot of like well for the time this would have been amazing yeah um there were a few things that i did genuinely like actually like um the humor like there's a few um like really well-timed jokes in there well not so much right. jokes but just like humorous moments um like Especially like uh, mainly at towards the end where um, the the guy and the girl go upstairs and Michael's already in the house and then there's such a lead up to like they're going to have sex and yep. then finally they get up to the bedroom and you see the sex happen in real time and it is like six seconds and yeah. the girl's like oh that was amazing um it's you have to see it but the like the fucking timing of that joke combined with Michael's shadow um, popping in and out. Um, it's moments like that, that remind you that the director is obviously an extremely talented dude and that this is a really well put together film. 
but um, it just like didn't excite me in the way that like seeing Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time, where it didn't matter that it was made in the early eighties, it still felt um, fresh to me. Um, Seeing this, I was like, well, at the time I probably would have thought this rocks, but now I'm already well aware of who the fuck Michael Myers is. Um, and, uh, like every other slasher film has copied the things that this film is currently inventing to death that I'm now I'm just bored by it. And also I don't like Jamie Lee Curtis. So (laughs) I was just like put off by her. What's your problem with Jamie Lee Curtis? She's just kind of annoying. She's got a big face and she's not a very good actress. Yeah, you're uh, you're you're literally making the horror fans sharpen their pitchforks as we speak. <laughs> She's the queen of scream. She is the the madam horror. That's unfair of you. Um, I'm not cool. going to stand well, for that. Unfortunately, you can have you can have that um, very respectable title, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is a national treasure. <laughs> I think and, um, I think she sucks. Anything <laughs> I see Jamie Lee Curtis in, I'm like, couldn't they get someone else? Couldn't you get Sandra I think Bullock? this was her breakthrough film. I'm pretty sure this was her first role. So, Oh, yeah, This for movie sure. is the reason you don't like her, because it was successful. Because she's heaps young. But she's so um, funny looking. She looks like a, like a 34-year-old woman. I have to keep reminding myself that she's meant to be a teenage girl. She, I think she's meant to be 17 or something. Yeah. Something like that. She has like a very deep voice and she dresses like a mom and she acts like a mom. I get that that was the, that was the character. Mm. Oh, it's just, like, well, um, all the other girls odd. are crazy, horny, you know, yeah, stereotypes. Like, She's wanna, the one. Come on, we're going to smoke weed and drink beer and then kiss boys. And she's like, well, I just want to go home and read my books. Yeah. Um, I, un- I, I understand your perspective on the movie. Like, I can understand that if you're not into horror or you, you're you not affected by his use of building up suspense, like, the use of music, the use of, you know, that there's actual first-person perspective in it, but there's also, um, he shoots the, he shoots in a way a lot of the time that feels like people are being watched. Yeah. That combined with the score um and you know like the the Jamie Lee Curtis specifically being a bit on edge at times and kind of like being aware that something's not right but not really knowing what it is mm-hmm. um I think is a great exercise in suspense and mm. for me I find very effective and inspiring to be perfectly honest like it's a good example of uh, less is more for me. Like you see a lot of people try and overdo these things. Mm. And John Carpenter with the original Halloween achieves something in my opinion, uh, quite frightening with very little. Yeah. Um, as much as, sorry, you go. But I guess if you're not, impressed by that or affected by that or that isn't in your in your dna as a as a fan of cinema i could understand why you could only appreciate it 
from the lens of the past. Like there are there are dated bits where I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I forgot that this is there or this, but it's always it always lights that light bulb in my brain where I'm like, fucking hell, this was 1978 and they had 500,000 bucks. Yeah. And they're able to, for the most part, without gore mm-hmm. and without, um, you know, the really tacky horror shit mm-hmm. are able to make me very invested and very, and rather frightened. You know, like it's not, it's not a movie that I'm frightened by anymore. Like, I don't think it's like, okay, for instance, have you seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. Okay, so that is a horror movie to this day that I will put on and I will be frightened. It has this atmosphere. Um, Halloween for me was scary and now it's kind of like, it's kind of in that category where it's a good familiar film to watch to appreciate. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, it's not like a horror movie that I watch because it's going to frighten me all the time, you know? Yeah, which is why I would recommend the film to, you know, for like a casual audience, um, if anyone who hasn't seen it, I wouldn't recommend it to a casual audience who just wants to watch a scary movie. Because it's yeah. like, no, you know, like, it's there's other stuff now. but You've got to uh, be... You got to be like a like a, a horror movie person, and then in that case, you've definitely already seen it, or like a. F- I think like a there film is a wider or- appeal for Halloween. I don't think it's. I think it's a good enough exercise in filmmaking to trans like to be a have a broader appeal. Like it is a milestone in cinema. I don't think it's just for horror movie fans. No, no, no. Also, not just for horror movie fans, but I was going to say for people who are interested in, like, the craft of cinema, definitely sure. check it out because of, like, all the stuff he came up with in this. But also, there's shit that... Um, there's a few things that I still was impressed by. Um, like, as much as this film has been copied to death... There are still things that uh, other filmmakers don't have the balls to do. Like, um, where the character turns around and sees Michael just staring at her. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, every other film where they do this shit, they can't help themselves but, like, cut in. So that we, we, like, zoom in on the character so that we see that he's actually there. Yeah. Like... He's just, he's off in the distance. He's like a dot on the screen. And uh, I really appreciated that he had the balls to do that. Yeah, I think it's the, I think you're, you're referring to the restraint that he has. Yeah, 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 definitely. The filmmaking. Like, yeah, because all the copycats don't have that same restraint. But I think it's really effective because um, then you're like uh, looking for him. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good balance of like knowing that you have limited resources and limited amount of time it's like marrying artistic integrity and reason <clears throat> with limitations like you know for all we know uh they might not have had the resources or the time for for more coverage right but he's leaning into that and he's using that 
as part of the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, someone were someone lesser would, uh, you know, compromise and make the compromises aren't part of the vision or aren't justified. They're just crap. Yeah. But I mean, I could just, um, uh, he's, uh, he's able to, yeah, incorporate that in a way that makes you feel something which, you know, should be unease. Like this movie, did it make you feel uneasy at all? Like, did no. you get anything other than boredom? Uh, I was bored and then I was impressed a few times. That was it. But I watched so it So you didn't my... feel any sense of peril whatsoever? No, but I'm like, I'm like a 31 year old guy. So I'm not <laughs> scared of a man, <laughs> like just some <laughs> other dude. But, uh, <laughs> what if they're an escaped mental patient with a big ass knife? Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's just a guy, you know, and he does. And you know what? He doesn't seem that threatening because he mostly just stands around staring at you. So, so okay. I mean, so you're telling me you're walking yeah. down the street, you're walking home from the pub. You've had a few brewskis in your belly, mm-hmm. mind your own business. And you see that motherfucker staring at you half behind a wall, you aren't going to shit yourself. No. What? No. What? That's just some guy. I don't understand. (laughs) Why would I be scared of that? Just some weird guy. (laughs) I mean, like with- I don't know. I find it disconcerting when people look at me too long when they're walking past me. Let alone someone who's standing just looking at me. Yeah, I don't know. I'd yell out. Be like, what are you going to do? Kill me? And then if he kills me? Yeah. I mean, like, if Michael's no nonsense, you know, so he'll just stare at you. And then you're like, hey, what the fuck? And then he'll kill you. And it's like, all right, well, I'm dead. But, like, the reason I found Nightmare on Elm Street scary is because it, yeah. like, actually fucks with your head and your sense of reality. Yeah. And Michael just seems to be like, he's well, he's over there. He's standing behind the bush and now he's gone. He could come and stab you at any moment. It's like, all right. <laughs> That's very interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> I guess. But, you know, he does, he's not really going to do anything more beyond that. So I didn't find it scary. But I can say it's still effective because I watched it with my wife and she was like scared and, you know, it was tense. That's awesome. So yeah, I guess it's just you. You're the problem, not the film. Well, I think it's just like I don't. I don't know. I just can't imagine. Like, I don't know why you're scared of it. It's a fucking like. It's just another guy. Go fight him. I'm not a fighter, Dane. Also, I'm not scared of it anymore. Oh yeah, I do. I I do have unease, Mm. though. It does. The movie does make me uneasy. At least I do get a gut feeling. The movie, in my opinion, is effective enough to this day it it has a lot to do with the music too that music sends chills up my fucking spine um to you know make me feel something like i'm not apathetic towards what it's trying to achieve you know yeah the theme's a banger i'll I'll admit that i don't yeah i didn't i didn't really like fit too well into the film for me it just kind of felt like uh randomly you'd get this 
really dope track, but I wasn't complaining. Mm. Uh, what I was complaining about, though, was just like, again, this is my problem with fucking horror movies, man, is that they usually rely on the characters being kind of stupid. Right. Uh, or, or, or like their their senses, like their common sense goes out the window or sometimes like literally their senses. Like, like how many times in this film, like, uh, Laurie is the main character, right? Yeah. Is that her name? Laurie Strode. Yeah. Yeah. So Laurie's walking away and then, you know, Michael is standing behind her, just watching her as she's walking away. And I'm like, turn around. Like, like, how do you not feel? But why someone... would you? Because you can feel when people are looking at you. That's a sense that every fucking living creature has. Like someone's just staring at you. You'd fucking turn around. You got, you got, that's a, that's a sensory thing. I'm just like, okay, when's she going to turn around? Oh, okay. I guess uh, this movie is about a girl who's lacking that sense. Like, is that meant to be her character? And then he's then then he's standing at the front of a house, and all these people are walking around. Nobody fucking sees this dude. He's not even hiding or anything. He's just standing there, and it's like, what? They also don't have peripheral vision. You can't see this fucking huge guy just standing there. Are you talking about scenes during the day or the nighttime stuff? Uh, there was a couple during the day and then there was also stuff during the night, but there's like street lights and house lights and stuff. I don't know. You, and then I... you just have to take liberties and be like, oh, well, uh, I guess like who cares? Because it's not about the film being logical. It's, it's really about the, the kills, but this film isn't, I think you can make that excuse for for worse movies, like the shitty second, uh, sixth one, but with a film like this, where, you know, you've got critics and audiences being like, well, not just your average horror film. This is a, this is a real work of art. This is a, this is a real serious movie. It's a, it's, it's very good. And it's like, well, it still has the same annoying traits of a horror film where characters are stupid and the things they do are illogical. Like she, stabs Michael Myers once in the neck with a knitting needle and she just looks and he's not moving. And she's like, oh, thank God I have murdered the bad guy. Time to just walk upstairs and tell everyone that everything's okay. Oh no, there he is again. And then she <laughs> stabs him again and then walks out and then he's lying on the ground and he's dead. And she's like, oh, Thank God. Well, I'll just drop this knife next to his definitely dead body and casually walk out the door and stand in the doorframe facing away from him. And then it's like, oh no, is he going to get up? And then do gets up. Do do. Yeah. Do. It's like, get, do, do. <laughs> he's chasing you around. Stab him. Oh, you've stabbed him. Good. Now stab him in the neck. 6,000 times cut his head off. What are you doing? But instead she's like, all right, guys, everything's fine. I just killed him again. Like, come on, man. It just, do you know what I mean? I, can't, uh, I just I can't exa- I know exactly what like you that. mean, but I'm, I'm able to, I'm able to forgive that stuff because of the genre. And I laughed, and- I laughed at the end. 
uh, when the 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 the, the, the psychiatric detective comes oh, up. Oh, quickly! The what did you think of Doctor Loomis as a character? Uh, um, I didn't dislike him. I thought it was very strange and he mostly... has a really over the top intensity that I think's fun. Yeah, mostly mostly funny. Yeah, he's a good fun campy character. But then he <laughs> comes up at the end. And sees Michael. He's been looking for him the whole fucking movie, <laughs> and sees him, and then shoots him. He has never met Laurie before. Just pops yeah. up, shoots him dead. Goes over and looks at the body, and then <laughs> Laurie's like, "It was the boogeyman," and he's like, "Indeed, it was." Like, no, 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 no. You're misquoting. You heard it wrong. She goes, "Was that the boogeyman?" And he goes. Yes. He doesn't go, it was the boogeyman. She asks if that was the boogeyman. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I thought it was stupid. It's actually really smart. No, it's dumb. It's dumb, dumb, dumb. Why would you say that? Why would the characters interact like that? Why wouldn't she be like, who are you? Why is she the scream queen? Because she was in Halloween. She's She's the final girl. Like all royalty, she just lucked into the role. No, but you do realize that Jamie Lee Curtis then proceeded to be in about another four or five slasher movies after this, right? No, I don't. She watch she movies. made a career like in her. the in the early eighties of starring as the the final girl in horror movies. It's not just Halloween, but Halloween is the origin of that. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, yeah, she was mom- in Terror Train, Prom Night, Halloween Two. Uh, road games, and I think there's one more. But yeah, uh, is her mum the woman in Psycho? Yeah. So uh, her her mum is uh, Janet Lee. Mm. Nepotism. Who is the one that gets killed in Psycho? Yes. Nepotism, like real Nepotism. royalty. She inherited the the the, the queen title. I think but it surely- is. I think it is kind of interesting that she that. That oh excuse me, that Psycho in a way proto birthed the the slasher movie. Do you, you know, think that was a? Do you think that was a deliberate choice on uh, anyone's part to like um, get the daughter of her to be in this film? I, because I a hundred and ten percent agree. Like uh, like I don't know if it's like. Okay, like, I don't know if it was 110% they went out of their way to get her because of it, but hypothetically, if she applied, I can guarantee you that that was definitely one of the, like, one of the considerations. Holy fuck, we've got Janet Lee's daughter. We've got the girl. We've got the daughter of the person that's in one of the most iconic horror scenes in film history. Mm. Like, of well, course let's it get was the, a- Well, let's get the main character to have a very similar knife. And, 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 uh... That's what really made Psycho good, right? No. There's so much more that makes Psycho a masterpiece. Have you seen Psycho? Yes, I have, and uh, I actually like Psycho. Psycho is amazing. Psycho is just someone who doesn't like old movies because I think Psycho still holds up. Psycho, oh, we're not, we can't talk about Psycho right now, but we will eventually. I'll just say, for Psycho, there's a lot more going on in that film than there is in this. I don't think there's- Psycho is a complete and utter genre subversion. That movie is designed to fuck with its audience. Hmm. Um, This movie, though, is 
pretty on the nose with what it is. Oh, of course. But it's well made on the nose, in my opinion. You know, Mm. like within its realm, within its uh, limitations... I like that's why I I don't know uh, when I mentioned that this was when I found out that this was made for five hundred thousand dollars, I was blown away. Like I f- totally forgot about that. I thought it was made for much more because this film, in my opinion, looks way better than any of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the original Friday the 13th had a bigger budget, didn't it? It did. It was like $850,000. It was made for more money than this. And it looks like shit. It looks like shit. And and <laughs> and it does come down to less is more. You know, yeah. like it's he's he's clearly using that money in smarter ways, you know, mm. whereas Friday the 13th, you know, you get to see Kevin Bacon get stabbed in the throat and that's that effect alone would have cost a lot of money, you know? Mm. But then you're paying for that shit and the camera, it, everything looks like garbage. Um, we have talked in quite an extent of... Uh, oh, I, I would like to say one more thing. I do find it ridiculous and funny. Like my, the, the thing that makes me laugh the most about Halloween is how useless Dr. Loomis is during the entire film. Yeah, like he does nothing. Funny. Like all he does is just look around and scream, "Michael!" and that's it. Yeah, he's really just there to um, let us know that Michael's a fucking very scary dude. Yeah, but it, but it is hilarious how how many times he just doesn't see Michael. Like the bit where yeah, he it's just, <laughs> it's it's comical. And every and, time and thing you is, cut to him, he's. Like, because we know where Michael's at. We know what he's up to. And every time you cut back to the doctor, he's just so far off the trail. (laughs) Yeah. And he's just looking around, like, confused. Mm. Um, And his character, like, he's in all of them in the original run. He's in all of them. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And he gets, except for in the last, it was actually really sad to see him in Curse of Michael Myers because he died during the making of that movie. That's why the movie had such an abrupt ending. Oh. Um, but he had such an, a mental energy about him in all of them. Like he's insane. The character's insane and Donald Pleasance goes way over the top and he keeps exceeding it in every movie, except for the Curse of Michael Myers where you could clearly tell that um, the sun was setting on his abilities because of age. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I always found his just lack of awareness in Halloween, like a, like a, I don't want to say an ironic plus, but kind of a comical plus. Um, the, the only real, like, so you know how you're, you, you have issues with the logic of how she stabs him, but then doesn't follow through with it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I my my one gripe is how the fuck did Michael know how to drive a fucking car? Yeah, well they answer that in the film. They ask that question and then they and then they say this is somebody must have taught him. Yeah, but that's not good enough, you know? <laughs> that's not good enough. You spend all of your day locked in a padded cell t- talking to Donald Pleasance. Yeah, also that made him feel less scary to me because um, everybody, I mean, to me anyway, everybody looks kind of goofy driving a car. 
I mean, you're sure. just sitting still and moving around. It's an inherently goofy looking act. Well, you never see him doing it. So it's not like no, you, but you, you know see him doing it though. But you know he's doing it. And so it's a bit like, yeah, you just, just imagine any other horror icon just driving a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, so we, you know, we... We've talked quite extensively about the original. We do have the elephant in the room that is Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Mm. Um, what did you think of that film? Um, well, for me personally, I was less bored during the screening of this piece of shit. Um, so, but I was more entertained because it is, um, it's pretty pathetic. I got to say, like, I almost felt bad for it because you got this vibe of um, it didn't feel to me like how um, like Friday the 13th part eight or Freddy six, whatever the fuck that was called. Yeah. Those movies um, felt like they really hated me. And they were like, yeah, fuck you, watch this trash. Um, Halloween 6 felt like um, someone was really trying. Yeah. And like they were trying to actually make this interesting. And uh, it was just terrible. And it was embarrassing at the points where, oh, it's meant to be a... um, a, a cult like a magic cult and michael was um a part of some fucking ancient ritual where that night he heard a voice and now there's another boy in the neighborhood hearing a voice and michael's back and he's now running a cult and sometimes he speaks but it's not his voice and it was trying so hard to be scary and it really wrapped, it's got all tangled up in its own plot. And Paul Rudd's there. and Man, Paul Rudd's boring in it. Yeah, he's not being funny Paul Rudd. He's I, trying I would, to... I, I, I've never been able to describe Paul Rudd as boring. Like, no, he's very boring in this. He's just boring. He just stands there and stares. Like, the, the Paul Rudd has, like, an amazing... Like, I don't know what your opinions of him is, but he is really good with timing, in my opinion. Mm. The, the, just how he delivers jokes sometimes and the, the pauses he makes and everything. Always, even if the joke's shit, I'm just laughing at him. Mm. Whereas in the... I know it's a different genre. I know it's a different kind of movie. But a good actor is able to... Well, I guess he d- he was quite young. I, I, can, I have to forgive that. But even if you're a comic actor, there's something there that should translate to drama. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, look at Bill Murray. You know, yep. he's able to walk that line well. But there's just something not there about Paul Rudd in this movie. You know, he's yeah. just not present. I don't know if I've seen Paul Rudd in a dramatic role and thought he was good. Uh, he was the teacher in Perks of Being a Wallflower. And I like it's a very insignificant role, but he does hold his own in it. Mm-hmm. And that's like not a like it's not a Paul Rudd ha ha funny character. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's just something blank. Like it's just, he just, I guess it's the character too. I don't know. Yeah. Cause the, the film characters, sucks. Why am I even thinking about this? The character's meant to be the kid from the first one. Yeah. All grown up. And he's like meant to be a, I guess just like a weirdo. Yeah. Like stares at people for long periods of time without saying anything. So he's like a real freak as they call him in the movie. Um, and that's kind of all his character is. And then he's, right. he's I, mainly I, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I feel like add- they could have just added something else. Like just, just a character trait to make him not just a blank. Um, yeah, well, I mean, is there any character in this that isn't just a blank? No, they're all just blanks. Um, did you, are you aware of the reshoots that this movie went through? No, 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 no. So this movie had extensive reshoots to make it more gory. Oh, okay. So it's sad of me. I didn't think it was that gory. Well, it it needed to be more gory. They wanted more blood. They wanted it to be a bit more modern. So when you say that you could tell that maybe someone was trying, Mm. does me telling you that a lot of it was reshot maybe explain that a little bit? Yeah, maybe. it Probably something like that. I mean, it wasn't just a um, Michael shows up. And now he is doing it again. Um, yeah, they, they it's, try it's, to bring it's all in, the even how that, shit it is, they try to bring lore into it in some way. Yeah, it's like the effort they go through to bring in this, like, lore and mythology of, like, yeah, it's actually a supernatural thing. And it's such a stupid idea. And it actually robs the character of anything that's scary about him is like there's one thing that the character of Michael Myers has going for him in terms of uh, being scary in the first one is that he's relatively unexplained and if there's going to be anything scary about a character like that it's that you don't know what motivates him but you know that all he wants to do is fucking stab someone less is more yeah, yeah so therefore he's like like mentally a mystery, which can be um, very frustrating in other films, but it works for this character. It adds to the the elements of horror. To then say, well, let's explain exactly why he's doing what he's doing, um, like robs, robs him of anything that I found remotely scary about him. And it just reduced him to... Um, a tool of a supernatural force that is represented on a fucking computer from 1995 with like it's a, a, it's a, a retro, crappy it's a it's a retcon of the character and a, and a, and like if you were to like not that anyone would take this movie seriously or the continuity of fucking Halloween seriously they don't even take the fucking continuity of Halloween seriously well that's the thing i felt like that they were i felt like they were trying to take the continuity oh, of no, Halloween no, 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 no. seriously i understand he is they are in this film right, right they are yeah. trying to here but that in itself is then harming 
the uh, original film. Like, it, like if you were as an audience member trying to follow these fucking movies, and mm. then this, and you saw this, and you cared about the franchise, then it's changed the original for you. Yep. So that that like I understand what you're saying that they are, but in a way they shouldn't, or in a way, if they do they should have the understanding and the respect of what makes the franchise interesting to begin with. You yeah. Know? Mm. Yeah. It's like, a, I felt like that they liked these movies and they liked the character. And so introducing all this shit wasn't just some like cynical extra bullshit to throw into yet another sequel. It really felt like they we're trying hard to legitimize this character and for people to take it seriously. No, this yeah, is not just some- Yeah, but they've missed the point. They've oh, yeah, the definitely point. they missed the point. But I'm just saying that's what made this feel uh, pathetic to me rather right. than like the Freddy 6 and Friday 8, which I was right. like- more than happy to laugh at and be like, ha fuck you. This movie sucks. And I felt like I was being insulted. This like sort of felt like they'll be like, Hey, what do you think of this? We've got runes. Isn't that cool? I'm like, no. Oh, don't. What are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> You're making yeah. me feel bad. So it made yeah, me feel no. bad. And by the way, I turned it off with like, with like 20 minutes left. Oh, so, so you didn't like, finish it? Nah, I was like, all right, I got it. I can't watch this anymore. No, you didn't miss anything. The only, what you'd really miss is a final confrontation in the cult compound with Paul Rudd, the girl, and the baby. And uh, then Donald Pleasance turns up. Um, They're originally meant to shoot an ending where I think it was meant to conclude the franchise with uh, Loomis and Michael Myers having one final stare-off. But mm. unfortunately, Donald Pleasance passed away before they could shoot it. So the movie ends with Donald Pleasance, uh, Dr. Loomis saying, I have business to attend to. And then you hear him scream, and then you see Michael Myers' mask on the ground, and then it ends. And that was meant to conclude the franchise. But... What? Of course, someone. Why did like, he scream? I... What's that? Because Michael took his mask off and he's ugly. No, he screamed because I think it's implied that that he's screaming because he's getting killed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think that's what they. I don't know what the original ending was going to be. All I know is it was meant to be a final confrontation between the two characters that have been consistent through the entire franchise, which I guess could have been a nice payoff. But, um, yeah, that is definitely hampered by the fact that your leading man, you know, dies. <laughs> so, the ending... Th- th- there, there actually isn't an ending to this movie at all. <laughs> it doesn't uh, end. Yeah, that's so sad. I'm glad I didn't watch that. That would have made me depressed. Because yeah, the whole it's... movie made me depressed. It's yeah. so stupid. Yeah, it's, it's so dumb. There's Nothing makes one... any sense. There's only like, do one... they ever explain why this fucking 
hospital or the underground compound looks like that and no. why this woman was giving birth in an underground hospital. Oh, you don't? And okay, then- so do you, you would know who she is if you had watched the other ones. So, um, oh, fuck, do I even... do? do, do am I bothered to go through this? Um, she is the little girl that Michael Myers is trying to kill in the previous two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the... So... It's played by a little girl in the other two, but in this one, it's played by an older actress. I think it's implied that she gets abducted by the cult and she is fucked by her own uncle. And um, so that's why the baby is the son of Michael Myers. And they're trying to... What? Yeah. Wait. It's an incest baby. Yeah, but wait, is Michael Myers the uncle? Michael is Myers this- is... Is the girl's little the girl who gives birth? Yeah. Michael Myers is her uncle because she is the daughter of Laurie Strode. So Michael Myers fucked her. I think the cult. I think it, it, I was looking at it. It was cut out, but originally it's insinuated that they get Michael Myers to fuck her to produce the seed <laughs> of the cult. <laughs> yeah, that's why she's. That's why they have her. Why? It's what? it's crap, right? Yeah, it's stupid. So I think the studio um got a bit got cold feet, um and removed that subplot. But but by removing that subplot, then you're just making us ask more questions. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it, like you didn't know what the fuck was going on at all, did you? No, I was just like, uh, wait, is this a hospital? Right. Is this. The what's with all the candles? It looks like they're underground. And then I was like, wait, that's Michael? Wait, he runs a cult now? He's got like Nah, he, he's like a prisoner of the cult. The cult use him. He's not the leader of the cult. Is he's the like cult the present. He's in the agent of, of the cult. Is the cult present in any of the previous films? Uh no. Okay, so that's just Well, actually, actually oh God, why the fuck do I know this? Um at the end of five Mm. there is a mysterious character that appears wearing black gloves and black, um, like black and outfit. And when they capture Michael Myers at the end of the movie, uh, he disappears. And I think it's implied that this person uh, rescued him. So I think whoever wrote this saw the ending of the the one before this, which was made years before, right? Mm -hmm. Like fucking... No, like six years earlier, seven years earlier. And then I think they tried to take what the seeds that were planted in that movie and turn it into the curse of Michael Myers. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm always baffled with these movies when they, they go out of their way to just shove a bunch of plot points into them when no one fucking cares. No one wants that. If I was employed to write a Halloween sequel, I'd just be like, um, okay, yeah, Michael Myers just goes to another town and kills a bunch of teenagers. Like, isn't that it? Isn't that all you fucking want? Like, but who the, wants, but- who wants like, the, this cult mythology or no. some other new characters coming in or, you know, it's actually found out in the third one that Michael Myers has, like, a, a fucking cousin. And the, like, This movie what? writes itself, right? There are elements in there that are enough, very simple elements. 
it's his fucking house, right? The house that Laurie Strode lived in. Yeah. Mm. It's her relatives that own the house because, of course, no one's going to buy that house because of the crimes. So you Mm. have small amount of continuity there, right? Bare minimum. I get that. And you've got Tommy Doyle or whatever his fucking name is um, sitting across the road, paranoid, watching the house. Right? Mm -hmm. That's enough. Yeah. You've got your protagonist and you've got your antagonist and you've got your victims. What else? Why the hell does it need a baby? Why the fuck does it need a cult? It... it Runes. The, runes. The bare minimum. Like, some of these elements, I'm like, could make an interesting sequel to... With enough fan service in there to tickle the little... To, to tickle your pink. But then you got all this weird cult shit and... Yeah. I don't you know, it's like, unnecessary. Yeah, you have like a scene of 10 minutes of exposition of Paul Rudd describing what runes are to the audience. Oh, fuck. No, <laughs> to explain why a masked killer is going around stabbing people. It makes, yeah, and I don't know. Like, could you imagine if the character was just obsessed with the house and obsessed with the thought that Michael Myers is coming back? Mm-hmm. That's all you need, right? Yeah, because it's just about... Just about- it's about scary guys coming to kill you. It's about I mean. fear. And, and like, they try to. So, I recently watched the, uh, I don't know if you know, but there's another reboot retcon that they did a couple of years ago where it's a direct sequel to the first one and they ignore all the other ones. Yeah, but it's called um, Halloween. I know. I, I hate, hate that. Soft reboots that. are the shittest thing. It's not a, yeah, but it, like, it should have been called something that it should have had a subtitle mm-hmm. you know because there's halloween one there's halloween two they could have named it and, and and i know this is like maybe this might insult people right but they could have called the movie halloween part two mm-hmm. or like even there's halloween two but if you called it halloween part two it's implied that it is a follow-up to the original one. Mm-hmm. But no, just calling it Halloween. I hate that. Yeah. It's just so weak. It's what we're doing now. Uh, nah, it's fucked. Um, is there anything else? Oh, uh, special mention to the fact that there, w- that there were reshoots and clearly, you, I don't know if you noticed, but the movie, the editing's fucked. Like, it's just butchered. Mm-hmm. Like, the sort of things that we were complimenting the crow for is <laughs> in this movie is fucked. Just like the flashes and the overly 90s crap. Yeah, it felt like I was watching an episode of Charmed. Yeah, oh my God, that's a perfect way of putting it. It was like gratuitously 90s in a bad way, whereas the crow is gratuitously 90s in a good way. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about this movie before we read some fucking reviews? Yeah, before I before I read them, can you just quickly tell me if that new Halloween is good? Halloween part two. Uh mixed bag. Yeah. You didn't mixed really like bag. it. I didn't mind it. Like it, it is one of the stronger ones. Um it's probably my third favorite. Um And also it, is 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 Laurie is is Michael her brother? No. Okay, okay, so this is what... Okay, okay. This is what's fucked about the continuity. So, if I were to get anyone to watch Halloween, 
Um, I would get them to watch Halloween 1, 1978, and Halloween 2, 1981. Now, the reception of Halloween 2 is not good. People didn't like that movie as much. Mm -hmm. Um, I, for one, see it as a justified sequel. So, Halloween 2 takes place the same night, right? You know how how he gets away? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it follows her in the hospital, doped up off her head, and him tracking her down. Okay. And her, like, fucked up in the hospital trying to get away from him, right? Mm-hmm. That, to me, it's like... And then at the end, Dr. Loomis comes and blows them both up. Loomis sacrifices himself to kill Michael Myers. Right. Right? That what? should be the ending. Yeah. And then they bring him back because Halloween 3, which is meant to be the beginning of an anthology series, tanked so fucking hard. They brought back Michael Myers and Loomis, even though you watch them in an ambulance explode. Is that it? Do they go? Do they try to explain what happened later? They're like, actually, we got out. No, no. Well, (laughs) Michael Myers is in a coma. For 10 years, because fucking Halloween 4 was made, I think, in like 88, 89, something dumb like that. Um, And Dr. Loomis has just like really shit burn prosthetics on his face. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Makes no fucking sense. Whereas um. now they, you know, they re- they fucking did the soft reboot. And they, I, I think... What they did was they're like, the only respectable one in the series is the original. So what we're going to do is we're going to um, make a sequel to a movie that already has sequels. Yeah. Like, is Halloween H2O or H20 um, meant to be a, a, a continuity to six? Or does, is that one that's no, like... No, 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 no. So Halloween, Halloween H2O follows the events of two. Right. It's all cooked. It's all and, fucking and, and cooked. And Resurrection is, is a following m- is following H2O. Okay. So in Resurrection, Laurie Strode dies. But at the end of H2O, which was meant to be the end, she kills Michael Myers. She cuts his fucking head off. They should stop it- trying to put endings on these movies when they know, know. they're not going to be able to help themselves but make another one. If you want to watch a trilogy... Of movies, if you if you were to think of this as a trilogy, watch one, two, and H two O. Okay, you get a you get an arc. Do not watch any of the others, and don't even really watch how the new one. Like, there are moments where I'm like, yeah, cool, but I'm just offended by the fact that they're doing this soft reboot shit. Mm. When, like, it's already been done, you, like, Jamie Lee Curtis has already been in one. <laughs> a fucking soft reboot. What the fuck? Like, I yeah, don't know. come on, Bloomhouse. Don't you have any artistic standards? Oh, well, they fucking, they do, don't they? They fucking made Whiplash and shit, you know? Yeah, but they, look, he does at have... the, look at that guy's fucking <laughs> Filmography. If you throw enough shit at the fucking wall, you're gonna get some hits. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, if 
look, read the the chronology of Halloween, and you'll you'll get a you'll get a headache, and you'll need to take some paracetamol. Anyway, let's read some fucking reviews, unless you have any more. No, no, I'm Halloween good. continuity questions. I'm good. I understand it completely now. No, you don't. But, <laughs> okay. but you don't need to. So this is a one star review uh, by a kiss in the dream house from 2009. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but this may have been scary in 1978 when it came out, but in modern times, it just doesn't hold up. The only interesting scene in the entire movie is the opening scene where Michael kills his sister, Judith, wearing his Halloween mask. The most startling moment in the whole film is when his parents rip the mask off to see their son killed their daughter. The film goes downhill from there and doesn't pick up until the last 15 minutes, but by then it's too late. We, the audience, have lost all interest in the story. Don't speak for the whole audience. Yeah, fuck you. You lost interest, not the audience. There is barely any character development and people always rave about Laurie being such an exceptional heroine when there really isn't much to her. I'm sorry to disagree with everyone terrified by this movie, but if you want a great horror movie, go watch The Shining or Rosemary's Baby. Those are the two best horror films ever made. Halloween is certainly not in their ranks. Shows you what an awful reviewer Roger Ebert is that he gave it four stars. <laughs> um, they're different kinds of movies. Yeah. This is in itself a different genre to The Shining and Rosemary's Baby. It's weird though, because it sounds like, um, she really likes, um, the, like the death scenes because she says, uh, yeah, it's only good at the beginning when the woman is stabbed. And in the last 15 minutes where pretty much all the kills take place. Right. But then kind of acts um, very uppity about like, mm, yeah, this just isn't up on the, the level of The Shining. This movie is beneath me. The only things I liked are the parts where people get murdered. Yeah, no, it's, I don't know. I I disagree. Um, I, I This just reminded me of something. This movie, uh, the original Halloween is remembered for innovating and kind of really being the first slasher movie sort of movie to use uh, first person for like a murder scene or like for for horrific effects. Yeah. And um, one of my favorite movies and a movie you appreciate that came out four years earlier has a scene identical to this. Um, do you remember the first person... Uh, scene in Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, I think so. I just, I just think it's interesting that this movie gets the credit for that, even though... Well, this one was a big hit. Right. Everyone yeah. noticed it. Phantom of the Paradise, I still think, probably has not made its budget back. Interesting. I, I think it has with all those weird people in Winnipeg that love the movie. So, uh, people like you who own 14 copies of the Blu-ray. Oh no, not the blue. You have like all the merch sales that you've contributed. I have three shirts and a, and a pink vinyl of the movie. Anyway, let's read the next review. Okay. Uh, this is a review by the MGNT, uh, 1998. So this is early. Reviews in 1998? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, It is a classic. 
To begin, this is a 20-year-old film. Few films remain as suspenseful, suspenseful today as they did when it came out. See, Night of the Living Dead had people running from the theaters when released, but it's very tame today. Clearly a movie fan brought up on the standards of today's movies will fail to enjoy will fail to find enjoyment of such classic films. But when watching Halloween today, perhaps it helps to consider a few things. Halloween was a low budget film, read bad acting, poor special effects, made for only $300,000. It was not a product of Hollywood, but a bunch of 20 year olds. This was the first film to feature the boogeyman that wouldn't that wouldn't die, which has been ripped off time and time again in the Friday the 13th, Elm Street, Scream, etc. You're used to it now, but Halloween did it first. Even Scream ripped off the look of the villain in Halloween. Won't rip it off. I don't think you really know what Scream's about. Oh, Scream would have only like just come out <laughs> when he wrote this. The right. theme of teenagers being stalked by a madman has been ripped off numerous times as well. Again, Halloween did it. F- oh, can't I know? <laughs> yeah, shut up. But what separates Halloween from the imitators is that it plays on traditional fears. The thing that wouldn't die. The boogeyman coming to get you. Being followed and stalked. You already said that. <laughs> the boyfriend returning to the room under a bed sheet. And it's not really him. Someone hiding in the car. All things that have made our skin crawl in real life at one time or another. What do you mean in real life? These things happen to him in real life. <laughs> you know when you're like... You go back and your boyfriend's not the one under the sheets. You know when someone's hiding in your car. That's happened to me at least three car. times in my life. It's fucked. Uh, there's people always hiding in my car. <laughs> Watching Halloween tonight again for the first time in years, I found myself again on the edge of my seat. Classic? Hell yes. Maybe not to a generation who feels Scream was a good horror movie, but a classic nonetheless. Hey. So this guy just recently saw Scream and didn't like it. Well, they can be wrong. Scream's awesome. I love Scream. Damn, nineteen ninety-eight. Far that really out. Takes, that, that were really they using? Takes me back to being. Did they upload old. this to IMDb on a floppy disk or something? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell! They're probably dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I'm taking from this review is how old it is. Because he's like, this is a twenty-year-old film, and I'm like. Damn, this oh, is a fucking it's just one of those reviews. Review. Classic blank. the The scene was blank, and a, an amazing use of blank, and it made me on the edge of my seat because of blank. You know, yeah, well, like this was written at a time when um not everyone was um like a, a fucking like uh internet poster, and uh you know. In 98 to jump on your fucking computer and and be like, I can write my own reviews. I can be my own Roger Ebert. Well, uh, let me just get my fucking pompous review voice going. And uh, it's just, it's just some repeating I love when himself. people get super verbose and cliche ridden when they're writing these reviews sometimes. When they're saying something that is so homogenized and widespread like like it's it's the common opinion like it's i don't know like i might find the the urge or the the need to say these sort of things for something that's a little underappreciated mm. or if i have an opinion that 
opinion that I do think differs from other people, I think it might be worth yeah. saying. But if I'm, but I'm not going to write something that if I put it into a fucking website that is used to fucking check for cheaters in exams for like copyright problems be exactly the same as something else someone else wrote. I don't see the point. Yeah, like, I'm why do these on, people I'm feel the need? I'm going to and spend ten minutes. Uh, calling Halloween a, a, a classic, classic Yeah, I, d- I don't get it. Like, maybe <laughs> if you have a different opinion or like, you know what? It's not a classic for the reasons you think, mm. maybe. But when you're just sh- throwing out buzzwords, I fucking hate buzzword reviews. They're fucking, they're the worst kind. Like, I, I prefer the dude that was like, you know, the best thing about the movie was I got to wank to it. Do you remember that one? <laughs> like, I prefer that to to whatever this is. I don't know. Yeah. I shouldn't find this offensive, but I fucking do. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. Uh, Give Up Now by Mercury 4. There's a one-star review from 2003. This is such a terrible movie. I don't know why I rented it. Maybe it was because I still thought that someday someone smart would come along and make a good Halloween sequel. It will never happen. I have a message for all of you Halloween fans. Do what I'm doing. Give up the ghost. Don't expect a good Halloween sequel to come. After this terrible movie, I gave up hope for a good sequel. Comparing this movie to the very first Halloween would be a joke. First, there was a great horror film made called Halloween. It had John Carpenter, and he did a great job. Then, after seeing how well Halloween was received, they decided to make more money and make Halloween 2. No Carpenter, just Rick Rosenthal. By the Uh, way... Excuse me, John Carpenter wrote the sequel. Well, there you go. John Carpenter wrote Halloween 2, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, Mercury 4, you fucking idiot. And also, the the Rosenthal guy was like a close collaborator of John Carpenter. So... Don't fucking... Oh, it doesn't matter. Why am I... I don't care why. I'm not... I, here we no go. She, she agrees with you here. Halloween 2 was... Uh, wait. Halloween 2 was definitely the last you were supposed to see of Michael Myers. It's obvious at the end of 2 that he's dead and it's not even left open for a sequel. A third Halloween was made. There was supposed to be a whole bunch of Halloween movies with different stories. The idea fell through and they brought back Chalkface Murder again. I guess after two, he survived after being burned alive. I guess he also got a new pair of eyes because last time you saw him, he was shot in the eyes and swinging his knife around. After that, they just couldn't leave him dead. With Halloween 4, you got a not-so-bad-but-disappointing sequel to the Halloween series. Still yet another movie was made that couldn't hold a candle to the very first. I was disgusted. This is a review for the whole series. Oh, good. Now, I'm glad I uh, gave you a rundown. Awesome. Yeah, after this, uh, okay, I I was disgusted after five, but after seeing this movie with bad writing, directing, and acting, that's when I knew they finally lost it. This has to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. After this, I didn't bother anymore. I heard from people that the best part about a recent sequel, H2O, is that it ignores 4, 5, and this garbage. That sounds okay to me. I'll check it out. But I'm not expecting You just said you weren't going to. You literally just dedicated my fucking time to you saying you're not going to watch it to then say, I'm going to go watch it now. (laughs) Fuck off. The people who are making the Halloween sequels are making suckers out of us. 
I think we should let then the next Then why are you one... going to go and watch the next one then? <laughs> I hate you. Sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. This but... is 2003 as well. She sounds so passionate about the Halloween series. I'm not going to watch another but one. I'm going eight... to watch the next one. But took eight years to get around to watching this movie and is like, oh, I was so hopeful, but I finally gave up. It's like, well, you couldn't have been anticipating it that much considering you had to wait eight years until you saw it. Yeah. And 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 is now only just hearing about another sequel. She also mentioned some... And H2O is known as one of the better ones by everyone who follows the franchise. It's like very... It's just very well known that it's like one that's palatable and not just dog shit, you know? It it, it follows the same formula as the original where it's just like Laurie Strode looking around being paranoid for the majority of the movie and then Michael Myers killing everyone, you know? it. Yeah, anyway. They're not movies, they're magnets that attract Halloween fans. Oh, it's still going? High hopes for a good sequel. Don't waste your time or money. Give up on the Halloween series. Just see Michael Myers as I do. Burnt to a crisp and dead after Halloween 2. Although you're still going to go and check out H2O. Is it called H2O? I keep calling it H2O. Am I meant to say H20? It's, well, I always say H2O. I don't know. It's probably H20. I, I've always, my entire life, I've said is, Halloween Is H2O. there a theme of water that runs no, through the film? No, it's, the name of the movie is Halloween H2O 20 years later. It's the 20th anniversary of Okay, so surely, Halloween. It's, H, so surely it's H20 then. I know, but every person I've ever met calls it H2O. Dumb title. Dumb it's title. like people who call Seven to Seven n you know, because the no one poster is a 7N. Yeah, people do jokingly. Yeah, you know? well, I don't fucking tolerate that in my life. Yeah. Also, uh, an amazing thing about H2O is it goes for under an hour and a half. So oh, it's really? just very easy just to, you know, you, you're nice. in there for about 80 minutes and then you're done. Hmm. I, yeah. I, fucking, I fucking love it when a movie is like an hour and a half or under. Yeah. I fucking... Like, I cannot give a bad review to a film if it's, like, 80 minutes long. I watched, um, I watched Talk the other night, the, the, the movie about motorbikes that came out in, like, 2003 and was trying to capitalize on Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Um, great movie. Highly recommend it. It's one of the shittest films I've ever seen. It's so weird. Um, but it's, like, 87 minutes long. So right. that's why I was like, man, that movie sucked. But it's like 87 minutes. It's in, it's out, it's inoffensive, you know. Hmm. Um, but anyway, I give talk uh, 10 farts. Okay, okay so this cool. is a I'm, I'm happy to never watch talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a 10-star review by Mark Fantosi, the second best sequel in the series, 2001. Wow. The Curse of Michael Myers, what a great film. Suspenseful, entertaining, creative, and a clever plot, which I love. Many hate the Thorn concept. I love it. I think that it gives the Halloween series some plot. 
Marion Hagen is a wonderful actress and turns in an excellent performance, especially for her first film, and Paul Rudd and Donald Pleasant's great also. My only complaint is that uh. why wasn't Danielle Harris in this film as Jamie? She wanted to return, but the producers said no. I thought J.C. Brandy was great, but I love Daniel Harris. Still, I love Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. I think The Shape's mask looks the best in this film, and George P. Wilbur is the best Michael Myers ever. Incredibly creepy and suspenseful. Halloween 6 rules. I adore this very violent but immensely enjoyable film. The Halloween Horror Series, by far the best in the genre. What year was that written? Uh, 2001. So, okay, so I can imagine them having Wikipedia opened, right? Yeah. On another tab. Mm. Them writing a bit and they're like, oh, what am I going to write here? Oh, Mary, Mary, what's its face? Copy, paste yeah. into the review. And then just, that that's all it is. It's just copy, pasting names. Yeah, this guy sounds very- This is probably someone who thought that they could make money writing reviews. <laughs> so they wrote just dog shit and wrote about a million of them. He sounds very optimistic. Very, very positive, pleasant guy. Ten, I mean, little, ten little stars? did he know 9-11 was just around the corner. Yeah, oh, 10 fuck. out of 10. That's, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know where someone's head is when they the write. Second best sequel in the series. So Yeah, I don't understand whatsoever. 2001, anyway. so this is after H20 as well. Yeah, yeah, it's after H20. H2O, Dane, actually. H2O. I'm not calling it that. It's clearly wrong. Yeah, no, no, you're wrong. H2O. Because everyone calls it H2O? You you bloody sheeple calling it H2O? Sorry, brother. I'm a wolf. Okay, do you call call them GIFs or GIFs? I don't refer to those awful things at all. Okay, but if you were (laughs) to call them something, what would you say? I call them, I, I call them, I, I call them gyfs. Oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> okay, so, uh, Javani, what are your final thoughts and fart ratings for Halloween and Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers? Um, yeah, Halloween, uh, I didn't enjoy, enjoy, I thought it was boring. There was a few moments where I was like, Oh, that's cool because, you know, you can tell that it's a talented director. Um, but just, I don't know, didn't, didn't age well for me. Sorry. It's not, um, it's not my thing. Seven, seven farts. Um, Halloween six, I actually had a lot of fun for like the first 45 minutes and then I just, and then it's so dumb that I started to feel like, like I was actually being attacked in some, like my brain started to shut down in a way that I found very unpleasant. And, um, uh, so I turned it off. Unpleasant? Yes. That's what I meant to say. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I'm giving it a one fart. Out of ten, it's a very bad movie. Right. That's okay. Your uh, opinion. What's that? Sorry. Uh, nothing. Go on. 
Right, okay. Uh, Halloween, the original Halloween, 8 out of 10 farts. Uh, very low budget movie with a good, I think, a good use of uh, using the limitations to then enhance the story. Um, I think there's some pretty cool cinematography and lighting, like the bit where his face just appears. I fucking froth it. The score's amazing. Um, yeah, it has those cliche tropes of a horror movie, but, you know, without this film, I guess that wouldn't be cliched because they were just ripping this fucking movie off. Um, to this day, I'm still made uneasy by it. And the small gripes I have with it are very much outweighed by the sheer talent of John Carpenter. Um, yeah, so 8 out of 10 farts for me. Uh, Curse of Michael Myers can go die in a fucking hole. I, I guess I feel somewhat bad for the director if the movie was reshot and re-edited. However, you're directing Halloween fucking 6. Like, it's not like it's your fucking baby or your passion project. It is the sequel to a sequel to a sequel to a sequel to a sequel for a series that hasn't really been regarded as good since at least 81. So yeah, two farts. Um, there is something like, 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 uh, you said, Dane, there is something there of some form of effort, but completely and utterly misguided. Um, depressing. Yeah, they zigged when they should have zagged. At this point, yeah. at this point, if in, when you're just like, ha like, like banging out sequels for money, you need to become self-aware. Like the best existing example of that is, um, Fast and the Furious with Fast Five. Like... Oh yeah, they changed the game with that one. Halloween Six should have fast fived it. Instead, they instead of they they were like, "Come on, let's take this one very seriously." They should have been like, "Okay, no one takes these films seriously, so let's not do it either." Let's but the thing is, this was in 1980, uh, 1995. By yeah. this point, the we have had Freddy is dead. And we have had Jason. I'm pretty sure Takes Manhattan was before this as well. Yeah. They've already had such lackluster um, endings to, well, not endings, but installments in very similar movies for mm. very similar reasons. Like, so I don't know. Like, I don't understand the logic. I don't understand how you wait seven fucking years or whatever to make this movie and this <laughs> is what you do. Yeah, and then to make the same mistakes. And make the exact same mistakes. As you know? those other movies, but um, actually, like, fucking worse. Like, it's worse because you're trying extra hard. <laughs> Ugh, embarrassing. Oh, you there, Joe? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I did lose you, but I'll cut that out. Um, so what it's your turn to recommend this time, and even though it's fucking heaps late, we did do the horror spooky section for a bit longer. Um, what is your topic suggestion for next week? Uh I wanted to take a massive step away from horror. Good, and, please. Uh, I need um, it. Yeah, I'm recommending the best and the worst of early Pixar movies. The first phase of Pixar. So, d does the end of phase one end with cars? 
Mm, I was thinking, yeah, but I thought maybe we could have a discussion about that afterwards. Okay, so uh, I I think I'll, I'll get the Pixar movies up for now. For me, the end of the golden era of Pixar is Cars. And, and, and for me, that is because Cars is the first one where I was like, I understand the appeal, but mm. it's not for me sort of thing. Yeah, Cars, um, Cars was the first misfire for me too. I remember being like, well, well I didn't enjoy I wouldn't enjoy call that. it a misfire, but it, I think it's aimed at young... Like, maybe it's the first one that we were... I was too old for or something. I don't know. Um, let's have a look. Feature films. List of Pixar movies. Yada, yada, yada. So, there's Toy Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles... And then, yeah, Cars. And, like, I like Ratatouille and I like Wally and I like Up and I like Toy Story 3, but it does feel different. There is something different there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, actually, let's just say Cars because yep. that's 95, 96, 97, 90, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004. Um Actually, let's do up to The Incredibles because then that's the first 10 years. Okay. Yeah, sweet. How does that sound for you? Sounds good. Awesome. That That's like a that's like instead of us coming up with some bullshit, pretentious, wank, the philosophical reason, we'll just go for the first 10 years of Pixar. Sweet. Sounds good. Uh, th- thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll uh, talk to you next week with the best and worst of the first 10 years of Pixar. Bye-bye. Mm. Mm-hmm.